Hi, and welcome back to the Never Manage Alone podcast. I'm joined once more by uh, Spurs fan Harpel. How's it going, Harpel? Hey, Paul. Yes, uh, uh, it's going well. Um, glad it's a Friday, to be honest with you. Happy Friday to you. Um, it's just nice. It's been a long, long uh, positive at work, actually. So just nice to be able to wind down a little bit and um, have a nice uh, conversation with you about uh, the, the game week 24. So, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's 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 get down to it. Um, and how are you as well, actually? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Yeah, it's um, it's nice to get back to a little bit of football in normality. You know, starting off again on Saturday. Um, you know, we have a double game week, so looking forward to uh, navigating our way through that. Um, of course, we had uh, we had the FA Cup fixtures in the week, so I did do a a podcast uh, the other day. Um, so hopefully everyone's had a chance to listen to that or definitely check it out. So I spoke about just quickly about the FA Cup games and uh, we'll probably cover some of that as well today um, about minutes and how it's going to be managed. But obviously as a Spurs fan, a little bit of a disappointing one for you in the end. It was a, it was a long game, wasn't it? Um, and it's always you know hard to go out after playing 120 minutes of football. Uh, totally. Um, from my perspective, from a Spurs fan perspective, I really enjoyed the game um, and I'm sure most neutrals would have enjoyed the game. Obviously, from the negative part was obviously losing the game. Mm. But for the first time in a while, um, I kind of wasn't disappointed. You know, I wasn't disappointed in the end. I thought it was such a great advert for football. And and the fact that what I enjoyed the most was it felt like the, the leashes were kind of you know, untied. It was like, go out and play football, you know, go out and express yourself, be brave and show, you know, show everyone that you can play football. That's what it felt like to me. And, you know, from the first minute, I, I kind of thought to myself, wow, uh, you know, where's this been? I mean, the passing was crisp. It was meaningful. And, you know, the, the, the ball was being moved forward. We were finding spaces and overloads on the left and the right. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, Lamella header after the first minute kind of set the tone for the game and ultimately disappointing because we lost the game. And um, from my perspective, I thought we'd done more than enough to win the game. Um, so it was the old defensive errors that cost us in the end. But for, from a performance perspective, um, I wish we could, we could play like that more often. I really, really enjoyed the game. And I feel that from a, a fantasy perspective, if we play like that, um, then... I'd want to keep Spurs assets in the side, you know, I mean, I was, you know, thinking about, you know, moving Son on and ultimately kept him. And now I'm thinking, hmm, Harry Kane maybe uh, might be on the horizon to be brought back in again, if we continue to play like that, that is. But, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great game and really yeah, enjoyed 100%. the game as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of put those Spurs assets back on the radar with Kane being back and, you know, looking good value as well, you know, on, on the pitch. So, yeah, we'll certainly get into Spurs. And, um, you know, looking at this double game week um, on Wednesday, we have Burnley, Fulham and Everton, Man City. So we have the, so those four teams have the double game week this time around. It's not a huge double game week, but definitely points to be had. So I've really, you know, in the form they've been in, Man City really are the kind of standout options. Um, obviously, De Bruyne is still out with injury, but, you know, you're looking at assets like Sterling or, or Gundogan, obviously, at the cheaper end of the spectrum. Um, defensively as well, they're sound. Their first game for Man City is Spurs and then they have Everton. So it's definitely not a, um, definitely not an easy game week, but, you know, two bites at the uh, 
Nigeria for Spur, uh, for Man City is definitely appealing. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, anyone standing out? Sterling's obviously, you know, a bit of an obvious pick and maybe Gundogan, but um, are they the only two or do you think there's value elsewhere? I would say, um, having watched Foden, um, he was he was amazing the other day. Um, and I thought, you know, the goal, the fourth goal that he took against Liverpool was absolutely superb. The bring down and and uh, the close control. I mean, you know, dare I say, a bit messy like, and then just rifled it in the uh, in the back of the net. I mean, Allison had no chance. So, um, yeah, if I was looking at uh, an alternative, I would say Foden, but. The problem you always have with Manchester City assets is, you know, Pep Guardiola kind of roulette. You know, I was really surprised to see Gundogan play uh, in the FA Cup. Um, you know, I kind of thought to myself, mm, you know, triple captain maybe, two games. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to use the chip, but, you know, the, the, the thought didn't, you know, thought has crossed my mind. And then I thought, oh, he's played, he's played that. And then you've got to factor in the fact that I think they're going to, have a Champions League game as well coming up on the horizon as Europe kicks back up again. Mm -hmm. So that could obviously have an effect on how Pep decides to rotate the team. Um, but yeah, you, you, the picks that you've said, uh, Gundogan I've already got as an asset. I was looking, I know last week I spoke about not ditching Salah, but I think I'm getting to the stage where I might actually shift him on. And uh, I was looking at potentially bringing Sterling in for a double game week. But with Pep, you never know whether they're going to play the two games, and and if they do, whether they'll they'll get you know the full you know full minutes or whether they'll the minutes will be managed you know maybe 60, 65 minutes. So um, so yeah, the, the obvious ones, Gundogan and uh, and Sterling, and then I would say Foden is 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 a good choice as well. And I think obviously um, the other one, Mahrez, but he's just been really poor, so I, I probably really wouldn't at the the money that he costs. I'd probably stay away from Mahrez. So they're the three I would potentially go for when it comes to Manchester City assets. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, because of the uncertainty and the games they have coming up, you just can't. It's such a gamble. Um, if you don't need to take that risk, there's there's no point doing it. You know, you need to have some level of Man City cover, I feel, because of their form. So, yeah, Gundogan and Sterling. I know previously people have doubled up from Stones and Cancelo. Um, so, yeah, I feel like as long as you have a couple of kind of decent starting cover options there, you're probably okay for Man City assets. But yeah, of course, Sterling can be um, explosive on the day. Um, you know, it's just about minutes and they can do a lot of damage even coming off the bench as well. But they're not easy games, especially with Spurs looking a little bit better. Okay, they conceded more in the FA Cup, um, but they also scored more. So it'll be interesting to see how open that game is. And it's definitely some you know, good food for thought. Um, and and then going to Spurs, really. So, I mean, would you be tempted? I know we spoke previously about maybe moving Sun on, but now, you know, Kane's come back. Sun done well the other day. Um, he's looked good, but he did play 120 minutes of football, like I mentioned on the last podcast. So um, is Kane an asset that you're looking to bring in? Maybe not this time around, but next time. I mean, looking further forward, he has, you know, West Ham. He's got London Derby. He likes those types of games. Um, you know, has a decent run of fixtures coming up. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna bring him in, or are you still a little bit wary about Spurs? Um, the, the positive, obviously, aspect of it was the last result. Um, but you know, listening to Mourinho, I would suggest that he he may want to tighten things up again. It's really difficult to tell. Uh, you know, what kind of uh, performance you're going to get from Spurs? You know, you, you know the early performances, the six goals and the five goals. 
Uh, obviously, the four against Everton. If we get you know these kind of performances, then I definitely would consider bringing Kane back in. I think he's a, he's a really good asset. I just think because he, you know, all, Kane has always been the one that scored lots of goals, but this year it's the assists that he's brought to the table that is amazing. You know, he's almost equal for assisting goals actually. Um, so you, that cannot be overlooked. And um, and you know, at, at the price that he's at, it's, it's a good price as well. Um, so yeah, I'd certainly be thinking about bringing him back in again. I'm pretty certain there could be a double game week on the horizon for Spurs as well. And it could be a, a reasonable double game week in terms of the fixtures. So, yes, he is definitely someone I would be looking to bring back in. Um, not probably this game week, obviously, but um, with the kind of schedule coming up, yes, definitely. I think the Son and, Son and uh, Kane double could pay uh, good dividends uh, in future upcoming game weeks, Paul. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, you know, I, I'm feeling that I'm going to keep an eye on Kane. He's got Man City away. It's not an easy fixture. He might, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if he scored, but Man City have been on such great form that I might just, you know, keep that transfer there and keep him in mind for the for the next game week, to be honest with you. Um, so I'll have to see how I get on with that. Um, in terms of other big hitters, we have um, you know, Salah, Faces a difficult game against Leicester in the first game week. We mentioned about transferring him out, out of our respective teams. So, again, it's hard to know what you're going to get. They've been in terrible form, but he has scored in the last, you know, a couple of games ago. Um, so, are you still looking to move Salah out? I think the question is, who do you move him out for? Maybe Sterling this time around? Uh, that is the, Paul, totally, that is the only one I would consider. So, if I'm going to do it, um, even if it is at a cost of four points, say, because of the double game week, uh, that would be the trans transfer I would make. Um, I guess the only thing to weigh up is, is Sterling going to play the two games? You know, is his minutes going to be managed? Uh, and then it becomes a possible negative um, choice because if he's if he's not going to play the full games, then you think to yourself, Salah, you know, who's, who's you know, like I described, you know, you know uh, a fantasy legend in terms of points. Uh, then you start thinking mm, it's not really a a good kind of transfer to make. So uh, he still, I think, still scored the most goals. I'm not, I'm not absolutely certain, but I think he scored 13. So I still think he's he's on he's the highest in, in goal scored. So he's he's always going to score you goals. He's always going to get you returns. He has been pretty poor, but you know it wouldn't surprise me, and I think it wouldn't surprise you either, Paul, if he you know if he shows up against Leicester and you know bags a brace and gets a an assist and you know hauls 20 points. Um, so that's the kind of, you know, the catch-22 situation you have with Salah. You, 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 you know, you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't type of situation. So I think I'm going to have to sit on that one and mull it over, mull it over until the last minute. But <laughs> I'm not sure is the simple answer to that. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I think it's, you know, you have to play it by ear. You have to kind of make, you know, take that risk if you, if you need to as well. Um, so definitely. And then it's worth keeping in mind as well, if you're looking for a big hitter, um, you know, in the next few weeks coming up, you have De Bruyne who, OK, he's out injured at the moment. It's been out for a while, but apparently he's expected to return um, not this game week, but the following one, I believe. So Arsenal away. I mean, De Bruyne, it'd be interesting to see. I might use that as a game to see if he's ready to return. So he's just someone, OK, we're, we're you know, we're not at this game week yet when he's going to return. But if you have funds spare and you want to plan a little bit long term, he's definitely, you know, someone that I would look to bring in um, 
you know, we've lacked a bit of kind of those big hitters in midfield this year. We've had so many good budget options and injuries that have affected that. So, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, worth keeping in mind for the next couple of weeks as well, I'd say. And then moving on for, you know, some of the other um, teams that play a double game week. So Everton, uh, we've spoken previously about Calvert-Lewin. He, he'd been out injured. Uh, he came off the other day, which is obviously a concern for those who brought him in early. He's 50-50 um, in the game at the moment, hamstring, hamstring injury. Looks like he is going to miss the, uh, the the first game, so the game against um, against uh, Fulham, which is obviously the most appealing one for um, fantasy managers and for Everton. So he may be back for the second game on Wednesday, but that is, of course, against Man City. So um, as an owner of Calvert-Lewin already, are you going to just put him on the bench? Are you going to take a gamble on him? Okay, um, I'm with you. I'm not going to take a gamble on him simply because I would have felt if he was okay to carry on, he would have carried on the other day. Uh, the, the sharpness in which they took him off uh, suggests to me that he's probably going to miss one game um, and then hamstrings, you just never know with them. So yes, he may play City, but you know, I wouldn't, you know, it's one of them games where you don't really want to be testing your hamstring as well. So, I mean, there's an outside chance he could play against City, but there's an outside chance he could miss it. Um, so, I don't think I'm personally going to take a risk with him. So, it's a, it's just a question of, I'm probably going to stick him on the bench. I mean, I even may look at potentially uh, bringing, him, bringing him out and bringing Danny Ings in, possibly, because I know Southampton have possibly got a double game week on the horizon as well. And, um, and I think Danny Ings scored in the FA Cup. So I think, you know, Danny Ings might be a good, a good shout. I know Southampton have been pretty poor uh, recently uh, in terms of goals conceded, but I think they might have turned the corner a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I think that, that might be something I'll look at. But yeah, in, in this game week, if I don't transfer him out, he'll be on my bench uh, in, all, in, in all fairness to answer your question, Paul. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, in terms of Everton assets as well, it is a real shame for... Calvert-Lewin being out because he's such the key asset for Everton. But I'm looking at uh, Rodriguez as well. Um, 7.7 million in the FPL game. Uh, you know, 10% ownership. So, you know, it's not too low, but it's not overly high either. I mean, I'd be quite tempted by Rodriguez. You know, he's, he's good value for money, I think. He's come back from his injury. Uh, he's done well. He's got a couple of goals in, in the three games that he's played recently in the league. So, I think that's definitely promising signs and, and a game against Fulham could really um, be good for him. I mean, I might even look at moving someone like Salah or Son out for him um, just to cash in on that game. And then, you know, the game against Man City then is just effectively a bit of a, a free go, isn't it? If he does well against Fulham. And then, you, you know, you've got Richarlison as well, a little bit more hesitant on him and his form and some of these discipline issues. And he takes up a centre forward position or a forward position in FBL as well. So, yeah, I'm a little bit hesitant about that. But Rodriguez is the one kind of catching my eye. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on Everton, really. Um, that game against Fulham is definitely attractive. But, yeah, I think you have to look at it as that, you know, that game is what you're really focusing on. And then the Man City is just a plus. If they come on and just get an appearance for that, you know, two points, then that's not a little bad, you know, buffer on top, really. Um and then we have, uh, of course, Fulham, who also play two games. Um, not really popular with um, 
with FPL assets. You know, you've got Mitrovic, who looked good at the beginning of the season, but he just is not reliable. He doesn't play, misses penalties. Um, not really catching the eye of many many players. I mean, you Lukman is probably the only one who looks um, worth bringing in for Fulham. Uh, I think he's got about three goals and three assists this season. Uh, but again, that's more of a budget differential, really, not, not a big hitter for this time around. And then um, in terms of Burnley, I know we had a quick chat about this before, Harpool. Really, with their game against Crystal Palace and, and Fulham, you're looking at, you know, stocking up on defensive assets, aren't you? Totally. I think um, I I wouldn't, I don't really see any value in, and, you know, they don't score enough goals for me to to see any value in offensive options for them. So yeah, you'd be looking at defensive options, you know, Lawton at 4.5 million. He may get you a, a cheeky assist um, and probably Pulp if you, you know, if you really want, if you really want to take a, a punt and, yeah, you know, he's, he's really good in terms of a, a goalkeeping asset. Um, they'd probably be the two that I would, uh, I would look at. But I guess anyone across their back line uh, could be a, a really good uh, value addition if you obviously want to, you know, bring a defensive asset in for for the double game week. Really, Paul, I think that that nails uh, Bernie really because yeah, I don't think they've got much um, going forward. Personally, yeah, they've got. I mean, Wood's the obvious choice. I mean, he hasn't you know, done great this season, but it's you know it's in line with Burnley's form. He scored four goals, um, but he's he's been out the last couple of games for injury, and it's just he's a 50-50, So you wouldn't really. You know, if you have him in your team already, you might give him a go. Um, he could surprise people, play and, and do quite well. And both those games are pretty attractive for Burnley. But yeah, I think you have, you're looking at the defence. They played in the FA Cup. They rotated their whole defence around. They only really played two of their main midfielders, I think. So thankfully, they should be fresh for both games. So yeah, if you're going to double up, you know, Pope and a defender looks quite good. Me... Me is usually quite good in, in front of goal. I mean, Tarkovsky has been good previously, but he just hasn't really done it this year and he costs a little bit more. So, yeah, I'm going to look at Loughton as a, as a budget option. He's already in my team, so he's definitely going to start. Um, double up, I'd only do that in terms of Pope um, at the moment, but I'm not in a rush to, to move you know, my, my Martinez on at the moment. I think he's still great value. So, yeah, that's my take on that. So that that really kind of covers those four teams in terms of the double game week. But you have to be careful as well. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Double game weeks are great and you can definitely profit out of them. But, you know, minutes do get managed. Um, if you're taking a lot of, like, minus four points in, in the FBL game, it's not really always worth it. Um because they might not play in the second game. They might only get two points. So you're kind of losing out. I think you have to really focus on, you know, one or two big hitters in those games um, and maybe a differential as well. But you have to remember that in single game weeks, you can still do really well and look at some of those teams. So, I mean, you know, the one I'm looking at, uh, half or, uh, or a couple that really stand out is um, West Brom Man United. Obviously, for obvious reasons, Man United... Fernandez, I mean, would you look at captain and him for this game over someone that plays a double game week? That's um, that's a really attractive that one there, and and Chelsea Newcastle probably the two most attractive fixtures. Mm -hmm. I, I I think you know looking at that perspective, and um, <clears throat> in terms of um, you know returns, I mean, I think he's you know returned double double hauls and at least 10, 10 plus times, I believe uh, Fernandez. 
So in, in answer to your question, yes, I would look at him, um, but I'm still convinced that there's probably, even with Pep's management, I still think there's probably better value with a Manchester City double game week uh, asset potentially because, you know, like you said, you know, you single game week can can be just as good, but, you know, you're getting almost a, a you know, a free hit. You're getting a, a chance for your asset to play twice and, and, um, and you know, accrue more points for you. But that's not that's not saying that Bruno Fernandes couldn't outscore uh, a Gundogan for, say, uh, for sure, or, a, or a, a Sterling for sure. So it's definitely one to think about. But, you know, I, I wouldn't rule it out. I haven't, Got, haven't thought about my captain's choice yet, but he's definitely there in the back of my mind in terms of a potential captain pick for me. But um, I think that will be a little bit closer to the time. But yeah, it's definitely worth considering, in my opinion, Paul. Yeah, he could get a, you know he could get a couple of goals easily, and another day this could be a game where Big Sam turns it around for West Brom, and or they just tighten the back, and you don't know what you're going to get. You know, Man United featured in the FA Cup. Um, Fernandez came off off the bench, so. Really good that he had his minutes managed. Okay, it went to extra time against West Ham, so he played a little, you know an extra half hour, so maybe sixty minutes or so overall. But at least it wasn't like a full ninety or one hundred and twenty for sure. Uh, whereas Rashford, I think, featured in that whole of that game. So I would be put off of someone like that just because of you know fatigue or anything like that, and it might and it might not be so fresh. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Fernandez, maybe Shaw because he got rested and and De Gea. Of course, as well. But uh, yeah, moving on to Chelsea, Newcastle. I mean, that's a good, definitely an Tyson fixture as well. Um, Newcastle have Wilson injured for the moment, um, you know, for a couple of months, I think, at the moment. So they're lacking a bit. You know, they haven't been on great form this year, and they're a little bit better recently. But, you know, Chelsea have that kind of new manager bounce as well. The hardest thing really is to navigate who they're going to play. I mean, he seems to have mixed it up, especially at the back. Uh, you know, Chilwell didn't feature, Alonso's come back into the fold, you know, James didn't, you know, has featured and then he's been kind of on the bench. So it looks like he's experimenting with the team a little bit. Um, they played Barnsley yesterday on, on Thursday in the FA Cup win. Abraham played up front and scored, but you didn't see um, anything from Giroud or um, Werner either. So, you know, are they going to come back in? Will they be good forward options? I'm not so sure, but you're really looking at the defensive options, I think, aren't you? You're looking at Alonso, James, maybe Chilwell, because he didn't come on at all. Um, are you focusing more on defenders if you went to look for Chelsea or would you, you know, even take a gamble up front? Oof. Um, in terms of a, a gamble up front, um, I just, I'm not convinced with any of the striking options for Chelsea. Uh, that, I just don't think none of them have set the world alight. I do like Giroud, but he doesn't seem to play enough. Werner just um, just can't hit a barn door at the moment, and Tammy just again you're never sure what you're going to get with him. Um, I had a Chelsea asset in my side uh, earlier, and that was James, and then he got injured, so he got moved along. Um, I really like James. I think he's he's always on the front foot. He gets some really good balls in, and he's up and down. He's got lots of energy. Um, he's the one that I kind of like the most. Um, Alonso, like he said, just came in from 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 the cold, literally. And um, I know a, a friend of mine who you know who's also a, you know a fantasy player. He actually bought Alonso back in the side and captained him in in, in the last game week. And uh, and you know he was on the bench and Chilwell started, so um, he uh, he managed to uh, lose a lot of points over that. So yeah, I'm I'm not convinced with the with the new manager. He's not going to 
uh, kind of change it about again. Like you said, Chilwell didn't play, so he could potentially uh, start. But out of every one that you've mentioned, for me, James is probably the best pick of the lot uh, in terms of uh, an asset who's going to may reward you, but will most likely start as well, Paul. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, Alonso is way overpriced. Uh, obviously, that's based on his previous returns. What was he? 5.7 million. Um, you know, he's only, he's a couple of, you know, 0.2 cheaper than Chilwell, but they're battling it out a bit. He does like Alonso. Um, yeah, I do see more room for James. I know he played against Barnsley. He didn't, he only played for 45 minutes, as did Alonso. So, you know, both of them are in contention to play. And then you have Chilwell as well. Um yeah, Aspilicueta as well. I mean, you know, how's he going to feature as well? So, yeah, James is the cheapest, I think, out of all that lot. Um, so, yeah, if you're taking a gamble on him, he's got low ownership. You're not really losing out too much if you have him. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. You, you can't rely on their forwards at the moment. Once he gets an established team, you know, they're looking like a good side at the moment, then it's a little bit more appealing. But until then, there's too much rotation up top with those three strikers. So, yeah, I think James is in that game, and he, you know, he can he can get points at the both ends of the pitch, can't he? In this one against Newcastle, um, and then the other game really is um, Arsenal Leeds. I mean, that's another game that's appealed to me. Um, you know, Arsenal had, had been in really good form. You know, didn't do too well in the last game. A bit unfortunate, really, with uh, decisions and stuff like that, but. Um, really at the Leeds assets as well. I mean, these are two teams that like to open up a, up a game, aren't they? I can't imagine Arsenal-Leeds being a boring nil-nil. I mean, you can you wouldn't be surprised if it was about three, four, five goals in the game. So are you going to try and capitalise on that? You know, people like Bamford, um, you know, Dallas are obvious Leeds assets. But um, in terms of Arsenal, obviously Saka's been, you know, good recently. Um, you know, Lacazette's been kind of the top scorer, hasn't he? So... Would you look at that as a source of points, really? Um, <coughs> um, pardon me there. Um, with Arsenal, I think I've only had one Arsenal asset in my team, and that was right at the beginning uh, with the Bamiyang, uh, my initial you know, onset squad. I had a Bamiyang in there. I thought the first two fixtures were too good uh, to, to let up. But I've not had any Arsenal assets since I, um, since I let Bamiyang go. And I'm... Although Arsenal have had a good turn of like form recently, um, I I don't really personally see much value. I think Saka is, is good at the price point and um, and definitely has obviously scored and laid on a few assists of recent times. Um, you know Lacazette, he, and I think he scored four in five recently. So he you know he's kind of on form, uh, but you know other than them two, I don't really see much. I think Leno was not Leno. Um, uh, Turney was doing pretty well. But obviously, he's been injured recently. So, I mean, you know, um, I don't really see much there personally. I, I'd much rather um, look at bringing in Rafinha from Leeds personally. I, I saw him the other the other night and I, I I was like, wow, this kid is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's got lots of talent there. And I think um, if, if, if it was me, I'd be looking to bring Rafinha in, actually. Um, I already own Dallas and Bamford. Um, so, you know. I'm possibly looking at bringing Rafinha in, actually. Um, maybe not this game week, but potentially the next game week. Um, yeah, that's so what Leeds, I would look at. Leeds have the double uh, the following week. So, yeah, it could, you know, Arsenal have been better. So, it, it might not be a, you know, Leeds might not get loads of goals, but you feel like that game has got at least the potential to open up. But, yeah, the following week, they have uh, Wolves, who haven't, you know, been great. And then they have Southampton as well, who have struggled, especially you know, at the back. So, 
Yeah, Rafinha is a really good differential pick, I think. And I'm really surprised that his ownership in um, FPL is about, I think it's about two and a half percent. So he's a real differential. Um, 5.3 million. I mean, great value for money as well. Um, and his returns are good. You know, it's not, that's not kind of, um, there is a little bit of a mystery. It's not like he looks good and doesn't kind of return. He has done quite well recently. So, um, yeah, I mean, He's got about three goals in the last, you know, five or six games. So, you know, he's definitely a good option for a double game week. I mean, you know, they have an injury with Rodrigo as well. So Rafinha should, you know, mostly feature. Um, he mostly plays 90 minutes, you know, comes off every now and then with about 15 minutes to go. So, yeah, he could have opportunity in the next game week for sure. So if you bring him in now, um, it could be a good transfer just thinking about the future. Definitely, definitely, and like I said, I I liked what I saw, and um, like you just said, I mean, it's it's you know, it's 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 not it's not it's not uncommon knowledge that he's been very good of late, and at that price point, I mean, I think he's at a similar price point to Suchek. Obviously, Suchek has been fantastic in terms of um, his price point and the amount of points he scored. You know, I don't think many would have predicted the amount of goals he scored, but you know, that's not to say that Rafinha couldn't kind of you know at least emulate that over the, you know, coming game weeks, uh, especially from what I saw. I, I really liked the kid. I, I just thought he was, some of the skills on show were fantastic. And, and then there's end product as well. And everything seems to be going through him as well. And um, I mean, he could have easily have laid on a few extra assists in the, in the, in the previous game week. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly looking, looking at him, uh, especially as you said, uh, a potential, not even a potential, a double game week for Leeds cut in on the horizon. He's definitely someone I'm looking at for personally. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I'm in the same position with Banff and Dallas. So do I triple up? And he's definitely not a bad option. Um, you know, I don't want to have him as just a cheap option either, like a Suchek where sometimes he's been left on the bench. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to transfer, you know, Suchek out of my team potentially to have him in because I don't want to transfer someone like a big hitter out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting because, you know, West Ham are, going to face some tough fixtures and you've got Antonio who's looks like he's carrying a bit of a knock as well so he's about 75% confirmed for this game against Sheffield United so you know really touch and go as well but he's going to play so you know people are probably going to wait late on him also and that will affect the whole of the West Ham team really I mean they definitely look like a different side without him so he could be a good replacement for Sochek um is there anyone else catching your eye for this game week any differentials or you know any big hitters out there or, or do you think you're just going to kind of use this as a you know a bit of a last chance for some of your assets and you know maybe bring in you know a Man City asset and a Burnley defender uh, any other thoughts really? No I think this is going to be like you said the probably an observation you know an observation week I mean it's if, if I was going to bring anyone in other than a, a Burnley and a Manchester City asset then it'd probably be um, Rafinha as a differential I don't really see any value I mean you could potentially look at you know Dinia you know double game week he, he does pretty well in terms of assists but I think at 6.1 million or around about that mark I think he's, he's a bit on the expensive side to kind of draft in uh, so not really I'd say I'm, I'm uh, an observation week for me and uh, we see we see what happens um, after the game week, I think. But um, for the time being, it probably be a Burnley asset along with a Manchester City asset for me mm -hmm. uh, in, during this game week, Paul. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's uh, but there's a lot of injuries hanging about as well. There's a lot of you know 50-50s people at 75% chance of playing so all that has to be taken into account you know you not I'd advise anyone not to make changes until kind of right near the deadline you know even I know it's difficult with pressure from price rise you know rises and changes so yeah I think you know Man City Burnley look like good value at either ends of the pitch um for their double game week and then you know maybe one or two Everton assets and that's what you're looking at really you don't want to place all your eggs in one basket you know, you certainly don't really want to be look at taking, uh, you know, minus four hits, here, you know, here and there. It's just, I don't know how well that's going to be, especially if you don't need to take that risk. But yeah, Rafinha looks like a real key differential, could have a lot of success against Arsenal. And then, you you know, you're thinking further ahead as well at future double game weeks, you know, with Leeds next week and then Southampton after that potentially and, and Aston Villa as well. So, yeah, I think it's just... You know, you have one eye on this game week and you also got to think about the future So um, and the injuries as well. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely left me with a bit of a headache. Um, I'm sure everyone else is kind of struggling with choices as well because of all those factors. But, um, yeah, at least we've called out a few kind of good assets there, Harpool, and uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on how things progress and hopefully speak more about some of the, the future uh, double game weeks coming up as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's going to be a few because obviously with the congested uh, nature of this whole season, uh, I think there's going to be a few on the uh, upcoming game week. So, yes, it's going to be it's going to be interesting trying to navigate through that, especially, you know, it all depends as well what kind of chips you have as well. I mean, you know, if you haven't got any chips, for instance, and you, you've used all of them, then you've got to try to navigate it by possibly taking a, a, a minus four point hit here or there. But um, it's interesting. It's, it's been really interesting, actually. So yeah, uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting all the way through to the finish. Now I think trying to navigate through this um, season and the, and the double game weeks, Paul, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm going to make late calls as well on my team, so I'll keep you posted and, and hopefully everyone else, and uh, we'll go from there. And uh, Harpool, hopefully see you soon. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, stay safe and uh, yeah, see, uh, speak to you soon, Paul. All right, thanks for coming on. Cheers. Thank you.